0: Wait a minute, this sounds like rock and or roll.
2: Hello, welcome to Rock and Door Roll. I'm your reluctant host, BJ. You know, the real purpose of this podcast is just to celebrate rock and roll, but more specifically to celebrate my personal obsession with rock and roll and to share with you a lot of the great rock music that I've collected over the years. And today's episode, I thought I would play you some of my favorite songs from 7-inch singles, from indie 45s that I collected in the 90s. There was a tidal wave of indie rock in the 90s. Independent record labels putting out singles and albums by a slew of bands. A lot of great music. I spent about half the 90s in college and was very into a lot of the indie rock that was happening. So on today's episode you're going to hear some examples. A few that aren't quite 90s indie rock. But these are all going to be songs from 7 Inches that came out in the 90s. And most of these songs only ex- were only on those 7 Inches. Was, most of these would be non-album tracks as well. And we're going to begin the show with one of my favorite bands from the 90s, a band called Super Chunk. They formed in 89, and Superchunk Chunk were on Matador Records, one of the bigger indie labels of the 90s. But when Matador cut a deal with Atlantic superchunk left they already had their own label merge records where they were putting out seven inches but once matador sold out to atlantic superchunk started putting out their own full length records and a lot of other bands on merge records and today merge records is huge especially because of the arcade fire but even before the arcade fire they had hits with spoon and um the magnetic fields and stuff but arcade fire has has really been uh goldmine, obviously, for Merge Records. The song I'm going to play you is a song called Ribbon. It was not on a record at the time. Superchunk had put out several compilations of their singles, so this this song is available on iTunes and it was released on CD eventually, but when it came out, originally it was only on the 7-inch, came out in between On the Mouth and Foolish. On the Mouth, one of the best albums of the 90s. So this single came out in 1993, released by Superchunk on their own label, Merge Records, a song called Ribbon Next is another of my favorite bands of the 90s, a band called Best Kissers in the World. came out of Seattle. They had three 45s. They had two EPs in the 90s. The first was released by Sub Pop, and then they signed with MCA, put out an amazing EP called Puddin' that you can get for dirt cheap on Amazon. Highly recommended. Then they put out a brilliant full-length album on MCA called Ben There, one of my favorite records of the 90s. And... They recorded a second full-length album for MCA called Yellow Brick Roadkill that was not released and is not nearly as good as their previous material. I'm going to play you one of my favorite songs by them from one of those three 7-inches that they had in the 90s. This single came out in 1993 on Lucky Records, a Seattle label. This is a song called Ohio by Best Kissers in the World. <laughs> So I would essentially classify both of the bands you just heard, Superchunk and Best Kisses in the World, as pop punk. The pop punk that was happening in the 90s, great stuff. I, would, I loved the pop punk that was happening in the 90s from Mr. T Experience, if you heard my episode, I did a, an interview with the brains behind the Mr. T Experience, Dr. Frank. You heard a band called The Hard Ons, if you listen to my Australian rock episodes. They were one of my favorite pop-punk bands of the 90s. But there was a lot of great pop-punk coming out in the 90s. Of course, Green Day is an example. I was a huge fan of Green Day from long before Dookie came out. And I'm going to play you a few more pop-punk bands from the 90s. From 90s, Seven inches, this is a band called the Beatnik Termites. This is a band from Baltimore. Released a bunch of singles in the 90s. A couple of full-length albums, Taste the Sand their record from 1995 is really fun. I'm going to play you a song that came out on a 1994 single on Get Happy Records, actually a German label. This is a song called Charlie Brown Gets a Valentine by the Beatnik Termites. <laughs> to seattle now for a pop punk band called sicko they were most of their music was released by a seattle label called empty records and i'm gonna play you a song from their first four song ep i think they had four full-length records in the 90s all really good stuff this is from their first ep by sicko from 1993 this is a song called kathy's dance Another of my favorite pop-punk bands from the 90s is a band called the Super Suckers. Originally from Tucson, Arizona, they moved to Seattle. They signed with Sub Pop, who put out their first three albums. The Smoke of Hell, which is like a 28-minute album. Every song, that song's average less than two minutes, I think. Just great stuff, fast-paced. Their second album, they the songs got a little longer, a little more complex, slowed it down a little bit, but still great pop-punk. Their best album, La Mano Cornuta. And then the the third record, not quite as good, Sacrilicious, but still really good stuff. All the Super Sucker stuff is really good. They had an EP in the late 90s, a split with Electric Frankenstein. That's probably their best stuff they ever released, in my opinion. I'm going to play you a song. They put out a really great 7-inch on Sub Pop. The A side, they covered Dead Homies by Ice Cube, which is really great. And then on the B side was a song called hell city hell now this song appeared on their first album the smoke of hell but it was kind of a loungy version and on the single the b-side of the dead homies single they put the fast-paced pop punk version of the song so this is hell city hell by the super suckers from
3: 1992 yeah i can feel yeah.
2: Another sort of pop punk band on sub pop records was a band called seaweed i think sub pop released three albums by them the fourth album called four is really great that was their fourth album their third for sub pop then they went to a major label made more of an emo sounding record which was really good And their last album a great record came out on Superchunk's label merge records but this is a single only track by seaweed i think it came out in between their third album week And the fourth record for this is a song called Measure by Seaweed. Another killer pop-punk band from the 90s was a band called Snuff from the UK. Most of their material came out on Fat Records, the No Effects label. I'm gonna play you my favorite song by Snuff from a 1996 four-song EP, 7-inch, that was released by Fat Records. This is a song called Caught in Session by Snuff. This next band is one of my, if not my, very favorite band from the 90s. A band called Rocket from the Crypt. They put out some absolutely brilliant albums in the mid-90s. Circa Now, Scream Dracula, Scream, Hot Charity, a 10-inch EP called The State of Art is on Fire that is insanely great. They also put out a ton of 7-inch singles, including this one. This is a single that was released by Superchunk's label, Merge Records, This is an insane song. I love it. It's called UFO, UFO, UFO by Rocket from the Crypt. Next up, you're going to hear three bands right in a row that all revol- revolved around the same two guys, Chris Imlay and John Dennery. The first is a band called Brent's TV from a seven-song, seven-inch EP that came out on Lookout Records in 1990, a song called Parisian by Brent's TV. The next song will be a song called Because by Chris and John's next band, the Ne'er-Do-Wells. This was also released on Lookout Records It's a six song EP I'm not sure what year it came out 91, 92, around there So you're going to hear Parisian by Brent's TV Then Because by The Nerdwells And then the third band That Chris and John formed A band called The High Fives You're going to hear a song called Sometimes From a 1998 single By The High Fives That was released by Go Zombie Records So Parisian by Brent's TV Because by The Nerdwells Sometimes by The High Fives All three songs featuring the same two guys, Chris Imlay and John Dennery.
4: It's making me
2: Okay, sticking with the sort of acoustic theme we have going for a little bit here, this next band's band called The Mountain Goats, which is really just a vehicle for a singer-songwriter named John Darnielle. He's still going strong, still releasing albums. A song by The Mountain Goats was recently featured prominently in an episode of The Walking Dead, so he's still going strong. I first got into The Mountain Goats early 90s when they were only releasing cassettes on a cassette-only label called Shrimper Records and a ton of 7 inches ton of different mountain goat stuff was coming out in those years early mid 90s i just happened to find the cassette i saw some shrimper cassettes at a record store in chicago and just bought one just to check it out and it ended up being a mountain goats cassette and i loved it started collecting the seven inches and everything this is a song from a seven inch that came out in 1994 by the mountain goats great song called the monkey song
0: Blind and the planets in the heavens are perfectly aligned. I take in my surroundings, I memorize them all, the scuff marks on the stone floor.
2: This next song I have, because it was on a split EP with the Mountain Goats, there were two songs by the Mountain Goats on the A side of the record and two songs by this guy, Simon Joyner, on the B side. This was put out by one of those cassette labels I was talking about called Sing Unix. I had a couple of cassettes that Simon Joyner also released at the time. This is from 1994. This is a song by Simon Joyner called Burn Rubber. Burn Rubber
5: Turn the porch light off and let the marble night withdraw. You can smoke a cigarette on the wooden steps. The mosquitoes are not vampires. The moon is not your mother, even if she is preparing for a total eclipse. Get behind the wheel. Stay in front of the storm. Get behind. The dream disorder they make faces they make mud on some ancient order which is no longer in force. the sugar bowl is full of ants your sister is a dumpy mess and they cutting off your head despite your shoulders get behind
2: This next band you might have heard of, a Canadian power pop band Sloan. They had a lot of great records in the 90s, major label albums, but what even a lot of Sloan fans might not know is that in 1995, Sloan put out a 7 inch single on Murder Records, their own label, and those two songs were only ever on this 7 inch. This is a song by Sloan from uh, 45 in 1995. It's a song called Same Old Flame.
3: Drank it all To the last case And woke up
2: This next band, Creep, I have two 7-inch singles by. I'm pretty sure that's all they released. Um, They were signed with Sub Pop, and I remember there was supposedly a full-length album by them that was going to come out, but it just never happened. This is a song by Creep from a Sub Pop 7-inch that came out in 1992. It's a song called Words by Creep. This next band is another sub-pop band. I think they were from Portland. They were called Sprinkler. They had a couple singles on sub-pop and a full-length record. But the song I'm going to play you is from a 7-inch single that came out on a different label, TK Records, Tim Kerr's label. Tim Kerr Records, actually the label that first released the very first um, album by Elliott Smith, and it was only released on cassette at the time, Roman Candle. This is a single by Sprinkler. I'm not sure of the year, probably around 93. Song called Marble by Sprinkler.
1: Because they just launched their upgraded model of the best-selling everyday earbuds. With Raycon's upgraded everyday earbuds
2: up next is another portland band i, I believe and another sub pop band well this single came out on sub pop uh the other Crackerbash stuff their album and they had a 10 inch i think those are both released by empty records which is the label that released the band sicko the pop punk band you heard earlier this is a sub pop single i think it was sub pop singles club release by Crackerbash, song called november 1st <laughs> This next band, Bell Reeve, I discovered because they were on a split single with Guided by Voices. They were another band from Ohio, and I I have another 7-inch by them. It uh, came out in 1995, I think on Anyway Records, which was an Ohio label. There was also another really good band called Moviola on that label. Which I have a several 45s by Moviola, but they didn't make the cut for this episode. But anyway, this band, Bell Reeve, this is a song, I think it's from 1995, song called ron by bell reeve This next band, Arches of Loaf from Chapel Hill, North Carolina, one of the greatest indie rock bands of the 90s. Their debut album, Icky Metal, which came out on Alias Records, amazing, amazing album all the way through. They followed it up with a 10-inch called Arches of Loaf vs. The Greatest of All Time, which is absolutely brilliant. Second album, Vivi, really great. I don't like it quite as much as Icky Metal, but it's great. Their The next album, their major label debut, All the Nations Airports, amazing record, amazing record. I'm going to play you a song right now that came out on a single on Superchunk's label, Merge Records. came out in 1994 in between Icky Metal and Vivi. Great, great song by Arches of Loaf called What Did You Expect? Okay, so you've already heard me mention Superchunk And their label Merge Records Multiple times on this episode And here we go again This single actually didn't come out on Merge Records it came out on an, a label called 18 Wheeler But it's a group called Portastatic Which was really just the vehicle The solo vehicle For singer, songwriter, guitarist From Superchunk Mac So this is Portastatic, which is Mac From Superchunk It's a great song from 1994, I love it sandals with white socks by by portastatic <laughs> Someday I'd like to put together an episode about emo and just what the hell happened to that term emo and the genre of emo and how it started and what the hell it turned into. Because, I don't know, that genre and that label emo has been bastardized more than almost any other, more than punk metal anything from what it started out as to what it turned into. But in the mid-90s, what was called emo, a lot of it I really loved and I'm going to play you a few singles right now by some great, some great emo music from singles from the mid-90s, beginning with a local Milwaukee band that I was a massive fan of. This is from a single, this single, if you've listened to a few of my episodes and you've heard Fistful of Dave on the Heavy 70s episodes and the New Wave of British Heavy Metal episode, Fistful of Dave actually had a record label in the 90s called Lombardi Records, and he put out this single by a local milwaukee band compound red amazing band this song is just absolutely great and this is what we call the emo back then it's a song called now i am an anchor by compound red we yeah. yeah. This next band you've probably heard of, a band called Jimmy Eat World. Probably my favorite emo band of the 90s. Their second album, Static Prevails, from 1996, is amazing. But their third record, from 1999, an album called Clarity, one of the best albums of the 90s. Trust me, it's an amazing album. I'm going to play you a song by Jimmy Eat World from a 1998 single. This is a song called what I Would Say to You Now by Jimmy Eat World
3: Still singing.
2: Another of the cooler emo bands of the 90s was a band from Topeka, Kansas called Vitreous Humor. In 1995, they put out a really, really great 10-inch EP, self-titled. I'm going to play you a song from their first single from 1993. It's a three-song, seven-inch. This is a great, great song by Vitreous Humor called Harbor. All right, I'm glad you've made it this far because you're in for a real treat right now. This next band, they were from Boston, called the Push Kings. They had three full-length records, but their best song, by far, in my opinion, only came out on a seven-inch. Sealed Fate Records, 1997. This is a song called Love Won't Desert Us, (parentheses famous, by the Push Kings. Okay, so I hope you enjoyed this episode made up of mostly indie rock, all from 7 inches, all from 45s, all from the 90s. Hope you enjoyed it. If you did, let me know. Go to rockandorrollpodcast.blogspot.com. That's sort of home base for the show, and at the top of the page you will see a link to the Facebook page. You can go to the Facebook page, click like on the Facebook page so you see my updates. You can send me a private message on Facebook Or just post on the page. It's a great way to get in touch with me and to stay on top of things as far as what's going on with the podcast is by liking the Facebook page. Also at the top of the blog, there's a link for Stitcher. You can now listen to the podcast on Stitcher, streaming on Stitcher. The email address is there at the blog. Rock and or roll podcast at gmail.com. There's also a link for iTunes if you need to subscribe or go leave me a comment or a rating at iTunes. That can really help the show get noticed. And there are, there's also a page. There's two pages now at the blog where you can click on links at the top of the blog. One lists all of the episodes in order with a link to go to that blog page where you can listen to the episode right there at the blog or download it Some of the episodes are no longer in the iTunes feed. And for those episodes, the only way to hear them is to go to the blog, listen through Podomatic, or download it through Podomatic. But every episode should be available there at the blog to listen to or download, even if they are no longer on iTunes. And there's also a page at the blog where I list every band I've played on the show in alphabetical order, and it tells you which episode that band was played on. If you're insane like me, that might be a good resource. I don't know, but when I post a new episode, I just go in there and you know list the bands in alphabetical order. Just keep it up to try to keep it up to date. So that's all there at the blog rockandorrollpodcast.blogspot.com. So I'd love to hear from you. Hear from you. I'd love people to get more involved on Facebook. And now, to play us out. What does that mean, to play us out? I don't know what that means, to play us out. What does that mean? To end the show? Yeah. I'm going to leave you with one of my favorite bands of the 2000s, the decade that followed the 90s, but they actually had two records in the 90s. They did their best work in the 2000s, but they had some material in the 90s that was great as well. This is a Swedish band called the Backyard Babies. Love this band. There are two albums from the early 2000s, Making Enemies is Good and Stockholm Syndrome two of the greatest records of that decade highly highly recommended the album they had in the late 90s total 13 is really great seems to be to be more highly regarded by by most other rock fans but to me not even close to as good as Making Enemies is Good and Stockholm Syndrome but anyways they had a 45 single they had a 7 inch single in 1998 this song was not on an album It did come out on their sort of box set a few years ago called Them XX. But this is from a 45 that came out in 1998, Backyard Babies. Great, great song. Is it still alright to smile? Until next time.